Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the 27th day of July. We are heading into, very soon, into the last weekend of the month of July. Tomorrow night, we have our monthly meeting in Chapin, South Carolina. Details at our website. We start at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and I'd love to have you if you are in that area. We've been meeting with this group for a few years now, once a month, and have had a real awesome turn in this group and in our heart toward this group. And we'd love to share that with you. Come be with a great group of people as we study, talk about the Lord Jesus and share the covenant meal together. It should be, and as always will be, a great time. That's this Friday night. We do not have our monthly meeting in Flowery Branch this month. That one sort of floats sometime with how everyone's schedule looks. And so been a very busy, busy time for us, and we are taking this month off from that meeting. Our plan to get back on that next month, at least um, that's the goal right now. I'll keep you posted. And, of course, we will bring for you the pod, the essay edition coming up next week. In fact, that's on Monday as tomorrow's Friday and then Saturday's podcast. We'll talk about the weekend sermon that leads us all the way up to the final day of July on Monday, and it'll be an essay, and looking at the scriptures where we are right now, it's going to be something in this 14th chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Let's get started. After two days, verse 1, after two days, it was the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by trickery and put him to death. That word trickery is deception. But they said not during the feast, lest there be an uproar of the people. Let's, let's clean up this little phrase at the top of the chapter. It says that it was after two days. It's probably a little closer in the Greek. It's just a different way of saying it, as saying on the second or on the next day. Sometimes you could sequentially number things as second when you, you meant next. And that seems to line up with Passion Week. Mark sort of places the plotting of the chief priests and the scribes, maybe on the middle of the week, maybe on Wednesday. But let's talk Passover, because as I'm looking at this text, I want to show that those who seem to be in charge of trying to catch Jesus, arrest Jesus, and ultimately try him, they they admit in verse 2 that they don't want to do that during the feast, lest there be an uproar of the people. And this is interesting that Mark has this information. This, this kind of talk has been the source of great debate among biblical and Jewish scholars ever since the Bible, the New Testament was penned, because of how it paints the Jewish leaders. Here's Mark basically giving you an insight into why they're doing this, and how does Mark know that? How does Mark know that they say, well, we don't want to do it during the feast lest there be an uproar of the people. And some would say, well, the Holy Spirit told Mark. Um, Some would say, well, later there are Pharisees in the book of Acts who are followers of Christ. Maybe they told Mark. But yet there's others, and this is a pretty large contingency actually, especially among our Jewish friends, that say this is first century propaganda. This is Mark putting words into the mouths of these leaders that paint them in a negative light so that it can appear in the light that Mark or the early church or the church fathers want it to appear. Um, I'm not going to tell you how to interpret that. 
I think that the point of the Christian story is not to assign blame for the death of Jesus on someone else, be it Judaism or Romans, but to recognize that Jesus steps into death, the death that comes to us all. And you do see in the book of Acts, the early church preaching, you guys killed him, you guys killed him. But you also see that kind of rhetoric start to vanish from the epistles. Whereas you've got Peter is big on that early, and even Paul a little bit. Their public sermons talk about who killed Jesus, but their writings don't get as pointed in that regard. They start to see Jesus' death through a different light. And so I I leave that for there for today, but let's talk Passover for a second because that's the timing of this event. Passover was one of the most important feasts on the Jewish calendar because it was a celebration of their own deliverance from Egypt when the angel of death, quote-unquote, passed over the homes of Israel. And you can read that for yourself in the first portion of Exodus chapter 12. Well, by the time of Jesus... The Passover was celebrated on the 15th day of the first month of their calendar, the Jewish calendar, and that is the month called Nisan. And that's about the end of March or early April for us. The the Roman calendar does not correspond perfectly with the Hebrew calendar, but they would observe it really according to the lunar calendar because Passover would be the last day before the first full moon that happens after spring equinox okay so the, the the spring equinox the next full moon uh, the last day before that full moon boom that's Passover and from that from that day uh, they would take the Paschal lamb which they've been raising in their house they'd kill it they'd eat it they were to remove all leaven from their house not only from their bread but from their house because it was a type of a mixture and some say a type of sin. And they were to only eat unleavened bread for a week, seven days of unleavened bread consumption. And they called this the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And it was right there closely associated with the Passover, these two things together. Interestingly enough, for Christian purposes, Paul pitches Jesus as our Paschal Lamb. Basically, Jesus becomes our Passover. But Pentecost, at Pentecost, is a different feast. When the Holy Spirit's poured out on the church the bread that was used in the Torah to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost was leavened bread. It's the only feast in which they used leavened bread. And in that case, we know leaven is not a type of sin, but a type of mixture. And why? Because at Pentecost, that which had been separated was brought back together. God brings commonality to the tongue And he opens the door for Gentiles and Jews to become one people in Christ. Therefore, leaven mixture into the body of Christ. So mixture is not always a bad word. Just needs to be used in the right context. We will jump into verse 3 tomorrow. See you then. God bless.